So this week we wanted to continue to think about life with Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I just find this last week really difficult. You know, turn the news on, infection rates are going up, there's more people in hospital, sadly there's more deaths, you know, and we want to stop this virus spreading, so therefore there's more restrictions, but yet there's differences of opinion about that, there's disagreement. And I just felt that sense again of how much COVID is robbing us of who we want to be in relationship with each other. You know, it was lovely to be together last Sunday night, but it wasn't totally normal. And I was talking to someone during the week who was really emotional because there was someone near her and she wanted to go across and, you know, pray for them and comfort them. And she knew she just couldn't do it. So it just doesn't feel right. It's not natural. And all of us are facing challenges at the moment. We're all living on uncertainty, varying degrees of isolation, you know, lack of contact with people we love. We've got health concerns, some of us financial concerns. So again, I just feel like we need to recenter and think, how do we put this in the context of our life with Jesus? How do we journey this time with him? So again, I turned to Mark's gospel and this week, I was thinking about Mark chapter 4 where Jesus calms the storm. So we're just going to read a few verses together from Mark chapter 4 starting at verse 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So right at the start of that, Jesus says to them, Let's cross over to the other side. So we can see it's actually his idea to get in the boat. He suggests it. You know, and in doing that, he's making a promise to his disciples. He didn't say, Oh, let's get in the boat and hopefully we'll make it. You know, hopefully we won't perish in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. He sends his disciples, let's cross over to the other side. And when they're in the boat, a massive storm rises up. And the Sea of Galilee was well known for sudden violent storms. You know, it says that it nearly swamped the boat. And you can see by how the disciples react, how severe this storm is. You know, they think they're actually going to die. They're going to drown. Another version says, we are perishing. You know, and it's not their first time in a, in a boat. You know, some of these disciples were experienced fishermen. They'd been in that sea, that very lake, many times. But they were frightened and they thought they were going to die. Like, imagine being in that boat. That storm is serious. You know, they think they're going to die. Like, I remember being on the Stena line and, like, throwing up a couple of times. But I cannot imagine what it was like to be in that boat. It says the waves swamped the boat. Like, they must have been despairing, you know. And I can't imagine they were quiet about that, you know. Surely some of them were shouting, do this, do that, you know, shouting instructions. Some of them, if it was me, I would have been having a full-on panic attack, sobbing in the corner, screaming, 
you know, and Jesus didn't wake up. Like, what is that about? But yet when they cry out directly to him, he's there, he's up, he's with them. And that reminded me a bit of, you know, a mum who can sleep through all noise, all sounds, things going on around. But if her baby whimpers or cries, she hears it and she wakes up. You know, Jesus, you know, he cares about us and what we're going through. But the disciples ask him, teacher, do you not care that we're drowning, that we're perishing? And, you know, maybe there's sometimes in our hearts we feel like that, you know. Lord, do you not care that my business might go under this month, you know? Lord, do you not care that my kid is struggling? You know, do you not care that I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills? Do you not care that my loved one is so sick? Do you not care that I can't see my parents or family because of COVID? You know, it might seem to us that Jesus is asleep. But when we cry out to him, he hears us like that responsive mum to the crying baby. You know, we know that's true about God. And how often do we just try and sort it out ourselves and keep going and be strong? Jesus is saying, you know, he wants us to cry out to him. And we can read in Psalm 40 about this. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. And I think we need to remind ourselves today that in the midst of the storm, when we cry out to him, Jesus hears our cries. He cares and he acts. It says he arose and rebuked the wind. You know, he didn't just quiet the wind he rebuked the wind in the sea and I think that tells us something as well when you see how frightened the disciples were and also if you look ahead to the next chapter what Jesus encounters at the other side in Mark 5 it's he restores a demon possessed man you know this isn't just your normal storm Satan had a hand in this storm rebuked he rebuked them he said peace be still and that's the same words that Jesus would have used when he rebuked and silenced demons. So this wasn't just a weather crisis, this was a spiritual battle as well. And I read that Jesus addressed the raging storm as a force that was threatening him and his disciples. The force of the sea was muzzled as Jesus subdued it with his sovereign word of authority. And the disciples ask a good question now. Who can this be that even the wind and the waves obey him? It can only be the Lord Jehovah who has this power and authority. And in Psalm 89 verses 8 and 9 we read, Who is like you, Lord God Almighty? You, Lord, are mighty and your faithfulness surrounds us. You rule over the surging sea when its waves mount up. You still them. So Jesus is mighty with power and authority. And, you know, we just know that the enemy is at work in this world. You know, just think about what everyone is going through right now. A horrible disease where you don't know how it's going to affect you. Isolation. Disharmony. This is not God's design for us as people. And as we've said so many times before, we're in a spiritual battle. Ephesians six twelve. for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You know, we can get caught up in the detail and 
coronavirus regulations, this and that. But we need to remember we're in a battle and we can fight with the authority God has given us. You know, we need his power. We need the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, who lives in us. And reminding us of that in Romans 8, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. So today I just felt that we needed to remind ourselves that life with Jesus means we are in a battle, but we have power and authority that Jesus gives us to fight. We need to stand firm with his armour. We need to turn to the Lord and pray and fast. You know, at a time of uncertainty, when you feel anxious, turn to the Lord, claim your authority as a follower of Jesus and let our faith be bigger than our fear. And you know, there's ways we can do that together. Like this week, I just was like, I am fed up with this. I am fed up with coronavirus. I am fed up with what it's doing in our lives. What can I do about that? I can pray myself, but I can pray with other people. So like tonight on Zoom, let's pray together. Let's stand against it. You know, you can prayer walk around where you live on your own or when we do it with Revive. And um, I just found it so helpful when we did our day of prayer and fasting to know that there were other people doing it together with us. So I just thought, why don't we do another day of prayer and fasting next month as well? And I've just picked Thursday, the 5th of November. That can be a day to stand together, to pray and to fast and to cry out for the things we want to see breakthrough in. And if you're the kind of person who likes resources, 24-7 prayer, I've loads of stuff about praying for coronavirus and, and prayer for families, prayer for individuals. So I'll post that later. But I just feel like we need to stand. We need to fight. You know, sometimes you do just go, oh, just get on with it. I'm like, I will just get on with it, but I am going to pray and ask God to intervene in this situation and to change what's going on because it's not okay. So Jesus cares, he hears our cries, he acts and he gave us power and authority to stand against darkness. You know, um, in the story, when we look back at Mark chapter 4, Jesus rebukes his disciples. And when I first read that, I was like, that's a bit harsh. You know, he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And it wasn't their fear of the storm that made Jesus say they had no faith. You know, if you were in that boat in a big storm, that would have been a scary place to be. So it's not the initial fear itself that is wrong. But it's what Jesus, the disciples chose to do with the fear that made the difference. You know, did Jesus say they'd no faith because they didn't believe his word or they'd forgotten his promise? You know, remember what we said at the very beginning. Each of those disciples heard Jesus say, let's go over to the other side of the lake. You know, he didn't say, oh, let's do our best and maybe we'll all drown here. You know, he promised a safe arrival and the disciples could have chosen to remember that and trust in his promise. But at that moment, they didn't. In the middle of the storm, they didn't. And it's hard for us too, isn't it, when we're in the middle of a storm. But it's something that we can do. Remember the words and the promises of God. Remember the times in the past when you have been through a storm and he has been with you. 
And I remember a few years ago, um, I read this book, I think it's called The God Catchers, and there's this quote in it, like this is years ago, and it stood out to me so much, and I've always remembered it in my head. It said, I've probably told you this before because it just keeps coming back to me. It said, that is why it is entirely possible to be grateful and desperate at the same time. I am grateful for what he has done, but I'm desperate for what he can do. And if I'm being totally honest, my tendency is to veer more towards the desperate because I just want more. I want to see God change more people's lives. I want more people to know him. I want more people to be set free. And I'm like, come on, God, what else is there? You know, what are you doing now? How can we join in? How can we be part of that? And I think the 10 year birthday was actually really good for me to pause and reflect and and be grateful to go back to the grateful side of that. You know, a reminder of all that God has done, hearing the stories, lives that he's changed, people who said yes to him, people who laid their life down for another person, you know, people he sacrificed, people he reached out to someone else and said, Lord, let your kingdom come, prayed for someone. You know, the faithfulness of that, it just made me so grateful and remembering I think is so important it's something that we don't do a lot of we're just rushing on to the next thing the next thing and it reminded me as well of a verse in Revelation that I heard someone speak from Revelation 2-4 but I have this against you you've abandoned the love you had at first remember therefore from where you have fallen repent and do the works you did at first so there's three things to really hold on to from that. Remember, repent, do. If you forget everything else I say this morning, you could remember that. Remember, repent, do. So at this time of fear and anxiety, life with Jesus means remembering, remembering the words and the promises of God, letting your faith be bigger than your fear. It means repenting, turning back to the Lord that we said so many times. And do the things you did at first. Like remember when you first met God, probably that first love, that adoration, that worship you had, that laying your life down. You wanted to pray and do all the things and use the authorities given you by his spirit. So as we remember, it helps us to trust even in the midst of the storm. And some of us have faced sudden life-shattering storms in this last year or during our lifetime. Some of us are facing them right now. We're feeling like we're in the middle of that storm right now. And some of us will face them in the future. There's big questions that will probably come to us as we face these storms. Who is Jesus? And we're answering that by saying he is the God who turns to us. He is the God who hears our cries and sets our feet on a rock. Where is he? He's with us in that boat. He's promised never to leave us. We sang it in that song earlier. His love never fails, never gives up, never runs out. And the third question, will you trust him? You know, it takes a lot of faith to trust the sleeping Jesus, to know that he cares for us and he works for us, even when we don't see it or it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't seem like it. But this is how we learn to trust more. You know, there's a song that we've sang in church before, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness. That's who you are. That's a declaration. And a line in that is, even when I don't see it, you're working. So 
we don't always see it we don't always understand but there's a trust there that god is working so remember what is true about jesus repent and turn to him and do the things you did at first you know we're still gonna face storms it's not the absence of storms that sets us apart as believers it's the one that we discover in the storm and we discover jesus in the storm so what i said before being grateful and desperate at the same time i think me myself i need to learn to major as much on the grateful as i do on the desperate and i i saw this thing this week about being grateful and giving thanks is a way to practice the the presence of god to remember to build trust i love that the practice of giving thanks is the way we practice the presence of god so every new day his mercies are new every morning it's a day to rejoice and to be glad and to choose radical gratitude and that practice of giving thanks is a way that we can stay present to the presence of god so literally count your blessings literally see who you can count on jesus the one in the boat so in these days if we want to withstand the storm we need to stay close to jesus we need to practice his presence we need to remember and we need to give thanks you know and there's ways to do that we've talked about these loads of times we're called to abide remain in the vine go back to ways you maybe did before where you just stay close to jesus through prayer of examine lectio divina all those things you know we're called to be faithful that came up so much as we reflected on our 10 years we sang the song faithful one um he is the faithful one all through the storm your love is the anchor my hope is in you alone we need to continue to be faithful to him and remember that he is the faithful one so i just wanted to remind us this morning that in the midst of the storm jesus hears our cries he cares for us and as we turn to him he acts he gives us power and authority to rebuke what's going on to stand against it and we are called to do the same so this morning i wanted to not just say these things but i wanted to practice them so i wanted just to take a few minutes um, and i'm just going to use this book it's how to spend time with jesus and i'm going to do it quicker than you would in real time but i just wanted to spend a little bit of time doing that together practicing the presence of jesus and i'll give a few pointers along the way and you can do it as we go but also think of doing this yourself each day um, just to help you just practice the presence of God so let's do that together so we're just going to start with a wee bit of quietness so wherever you are at home if you're in bed or <laughs> on your sofa let's just spend a minute just being quiet um, and then I'll lead us through these things so Lord Jesus, we acknowledge and welcome your presence. Thank you for this day. Fill me afresh. Be with me in this quiet moment. And as you're sitting in the quiet, you could notice your breathing. And you could pray as you breathe in. Lord, I receive your affection for me. 
And as you breathe out, receive my adoration. And as we spend time quietly in the presence of God, it's really good to reflect and meditate on his word. So if you're doing this yourself, you could read a passage slowly, read it out loud, read it more than once. And I'm going to read just that psalm I read earlier, but as I read it out loud, pay attention to these words. You know, what is it that stands out to you from this passage? Place yourself in the passage. Where are you in it? You know, what resonates in your heart? What is God speaking to you about? How might you act upon that? How might you carry those words in your heart today? And, you know, don't just read it and forget about it. Put a note in your phone, write it in your journal, put it in a wee piece of paper in your pocket so you can pull it out. And times when that storm comes and threatens to overwhelm you, you've got the foundation to stand on. So I'm just going to read those words from Psalm 40 again. And as I read them, just say, Lord, what are you saying to me? I receive your word and listening. Psalm 40, 1 to 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. So I'm just going to give a minute for you to pray and think about what God's speaking to you about from those few verses. And then next, as we just spend time in the presence of God, this is receive the gift of your life. Think about your life. And first of all, list three things you're grateful for and ask Jesus to keep them at the front of your mind today and allow them to bring you joy. So just think of three things now that you feel so grateful for. And then we can become aware of what's going on in our lives. What are our fears, our anxieties, our hopes, our desires? What emotions are we experiencing? And don't ignore these. Don't push them away. If you feel sad or angry or whatever, bring these emotions to Jesus in prayer. You know, trust him with the things that are 
going around in your heart and your soul and your mind. Bring them to him now. And then think about the day ahead. You know, maybe it's different because it's a Sunday, but you know, what conversations might you have today? What challenges might you face today? What might stress you today? What decisions might you have to make? And just bring those to God and trust those things to Him. Ask for his supernatural revelation and solutions for those things. Invite Jesus to speak to you about the day ahead. And then also think about the people you love and care for, the people who are on your heart, and bring them to God. Pray for them. Be specific. Ask God to do things in their lives that you would love to see happen. Whether that's healing, salvation, hope, whatever they need, ask God to intervene and to bring it to their lives. And you know, if you're the kind of person who loves to journal or write things down, this would be a good time to do that. And we can just pray, Lord, I present myself and my life fully to you today. Give me strength and peace and wisdom as I go through this day. And then as we close our time in the presence of Jesus for now, you know, just make yourself available. Ask God to fill you. Ask for his empowering presence to fill you with peace and power and perspective. So that every situation you find yourself in, the Holy Spirit can flow into you and be with you. And you could end with some quietness. And then just a prayer. Lord, I commit to joining with you in the renewal of all things today. I receive your blessing, empowering and joy. Use me to care for others as I walk in your presence and your peace. So obviously I whizzed through that far quicker than you would in real life in real time. But I just wanted to show you one way you could just practice the presence of God. And, you know, you can incorporate that in so many other things in your time with the Lord. But sometimes we can get out of habits and routines that are good. And I think this is a time to say we're in the midst of a storm life is tough right now and we need God's presence more than ever so let's grab every opportunity and every time we can to just pray and be in his presence and to stand in that storm to remember repent and do so obviously worship is a wonderful way that we spend time in the presence of God and we're going to finish now with a song of worship and um, the guys are just coming up and I'm just going to pray for us right now, um, yeah, that God will be with us. So, Lord, we're just so mindful of you. We're so mindful that we want to be in your presence. We know that as we sing these songs, you can touch our heart in ways that we can never imagine. So, Lord, I just pray as we sing this final song of worship on this Sunday morning in Carrick, Fergus, God, that you would come and minister to our hearts that you would remind us that you are the God 
He hears our cries. He's with us in the storm and sets our feet on a rock. Lord, just help our faith be bigger than our fear. Just bless us now as we worship. <laughs> 